Hey everyone, and welcome to 121 in Flux. I am Peter, that is Connor, and we talk about movies on this show. And this episode is actually going to be a... This is the first ever episode, in fact, that we do a, a vault pick. Uh, the vault, of course, which sometimes I explain at the end of the episodes, is a Patreon uh, tier that we have, or one of the rewards on one of the tiers on Patreon, where our patrons can submit films to a to-do list, which we call the vault. And they can submit as many as they want, and the idea is it just creates a nice big list of movies so that when we want to, like, you know, we can't think of a movie this week, we'll look at that list, we'll pick one off of it, and we'll do that instead. Uh, but the, the list itself is public, everything that's been submitted can be viewed, there's a link in the description, you can actually click and see what everything, everything that's there. Uh, but this is one that was picked from that list, uh, and this film is Clue, uh, which was submitted uh, by one of our patrons, uh, Alison. And this is of course based on the, the board game of uh, Clue, or you might know it as Cluedo, uh, which... Uh, Cluedo, by the way, because <laughs> I feel like anytime anyone who knows it as Clue finds out it's called Cluedo some, somewhere, yeah. uh, they question what the hell does Cluedo mean. Uh, Ludo, I believe, is Latin for I play. It's a play in words. It's, it's, it's much cleverer, is essentially what you're saying. It's much cleverer, and then certain regions wanted to simplify it. I will not name names. It, it, it got dumbed down for you. You know who you are. <laughs> I'm not going that far. I'm being nice to our viewers. I'll, I'll just say this is this is an example of. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not calling out the viewers specifically. Just society as a whole. You, yeah, got dumbed down. Take the you out of color. You take the the dough out of Cluedo. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but that, that's what that's what it's based on. It's based on the, the the board game, and which interestingly I have never played. Really, I have. I have played. I, I've. I've, I've yeah, I'm familiar enough with what it is, the concept, of course, because who isn't? Yeah. But I've ne- never, never played it, I've never done the specifics. I like Cluedo. As, as far as the sort of, you know, the, the basic sort of, like, you know, half dozen board games that everyone kind of talks about, you know, Monopoly, Cluedo, um, Risk, maybe... Uh, I don't know, like all, all the normal ones that people just tend to have. Like you know, when you're watching a movie and they'll have like a little stack of board games in the background. Yeah, it, yeah, it's yeah. always those. Or Pictionary is another one. There's always Pictionary. Yeah, you, you'll have a, a, a Jenga stack. Probably a Jenga stack. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's one of, all, the, all, all those sort of main ones. I mean, they're all fine games. There's nothing wrong with any of them, really. I've never played Risk, admittedly, so I can't really comment on that one. I, I, I quite like Monopoly. That can get very heated. Monopoly, Monopoly can be fun. Uh, very long-winded though. Uh, I like Cluedo. Cluedo's one of my favourite of those sort of normal ones. Like, I'm the sort of person who's never really played any of the more in-depth, really fancy board games where there's a lot of rules. There's a Thing board game that just came out, uh, and I saw like a stream of some people playing it, and I'm like, man, I love how complicated this is. It's great. Uh, there's a Battlestar Galactica board game, which, you know... Do you know what the real problem with these is? You need people who care. Yeah, you got you got to have friends. <laughs> oh, well, thanks for that. No, but it's not just... It's, that's the thing, though. I, I have lots of people who would be into the idea of playing board games, but when I bring up Battlestar Galactica or I bring up The Thing, they're like, nah, can we do a Harry Potter one? And I'm like, oh, piss off. That, that, that's funny you mention that. I was watching this with, with my girlfriend today, and she was like, we should get a Cluedo set. Because uh, I mentioned I'd never played it. She goes, we should get one. We, we'll, we'll play it. And, and she went looking and she went, oh, there's a Game of Thrones one. There's a Harry Potter one. We're getting both. That's do you know the first thing about that is though I, I I would insist in playing classic original Cluedo. I I don't want your themed versions. I disagree. I love themed version of Monopoly. Themed version of Monopoly is fine. I feel like with Cluedo though, if you're changing the character names, you're losing part of the charm. I don't know. 
keep keep it interesting. I mean, not that you need to keep it interesting for me. I'm new, but <laughs> yeah, nah, yeah. Um, but anyway, I've always seen this though. I, I like the idea of these fancy board games. I just never had a real chance to play them, uh, which is a shame. Uh, but it is also typically all those really good ones. You need at least like five or six people, which is because I always find myself in the, the position of like, oh, there's three or four of us who want to do something, but it's not really good unless you have more. And it's like, yeah, oh. exactly. when it invites someone we don't like that much, just so we've got another person. <laughs> And I don't like a lot of people. It's true, he doesn't. Yeah. Me included. Well, <laughs> that was I, the I have a special place. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so we'll start spoiler-free, as we always do, and uh, we'll warn you about spoilers somewhere in the middle, and we'll, we'll go from there. So, so what is the movie? Now, you imagine there's probably a murder mystery of some sorts, but you could probably say, well, what's the tone? What, 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 how does it even function as a film? Because I, I think when you say there's a movie based on a board game, typically I don't expect gold. I don't, I don't no. expect anything particularly great from that idea but this if you're going to pick a board game to base a movie on this is probably one of the more interesting ones to do it with because there is an inherent thing you, like oh it's a murder mystery there's, there's a plot inherent to the game yeah whereas when there was talk a few years ago of Ridley Scott doing a Monopoly movie I'm like what is it going to be like a, a real estate movie like <laughs> yeah what, what, do, what do you do with that I, I, I don't know I don't know how that Translate. I just can't fathom how that translates. It's not. It's not even like you can pull a Jumanji and it all starts to become real. That's still born. Oh, yeah. I bought a house. Oh, I really bought a house. <laughs> <laughs> it's still boring. Yeah, come here, prick. I'm charging you rent now. <laughs> and you, you can't really do Pictionary because it's, like, it's just you know, yeah, yeah, it's, it's charades with drawing instead of you know acting it. Yeah, out. exactly. So you can't do that. There's not there's not a plot to have with that unless you just make it about a Pictionary tournament and it's like a sports movie, but they're playing Pictionary instead. You could do that. I can see that being hilarious if done right. If you get the right comedians say to do it and they draw a stupid thing, yeah, I, I could see that being fun there to be had. Yeah. Likewise, though, I feel like it'd probably work better with charades itself, though. Probably, unless the stupid drawings are inherent. You know, I mean, I could see some fun with the stupid drawings. Oh, here's what you do: you do charades, and then the sequel's Pictionary. Oh yeah, yeah, that's 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 good. And you get to do both. And then I don't know what the the, the, tr- the trilogy would be rounded out by, but something else that involves, you know, I, I, I'm guessing. Well, yeah, you know, Maimon's already kind of charades, so. Uh, yeah, that's true. Maybe that one where you describe things without ever saying what it is. Maybe that would be the, the trilogy capper. Yeah, I feel like we could do that about this movie at this point. You know, we're just describing things. If you hadn't said what movie this, oh was yeah, sure, we yeah, could have had fun with that. Yeah, we could have been like, okay, so how do you do Cluedo? And I think part of it you would kind of get what they've got. You'd say, okay, you've got six people in a mansion and there's murders and they're trying to figure it out and I'll give them credit they do actually incorporate a few of the different things from the board game that I you know wouldn't have expected there are secret passages the murder weapons that are you know the, the key murder weapons that everyone thinks of in Cluedo they all come up they're all there yeah these are the things uh, they kind of went over my head until until the girlfriend would nudge me it's like hey look that's, that's from the game yeah, like, oh, yeah. okay I get it now. Uh, had she seen this movie before? Or is this her first time yeah, watching? Her first time uh, as well. Yeah, uh, I think it's a fun watch. If you, I mean, uh, Carl, did you enjoy? It? Did you enjoy the movie? <laughs> Since yeah, it's not bad. The... It's 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 pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty. It was good. I think the first thing is the cast is really good. That's that's probably the main reason why it's yeah. it's pretty good. Uh, you got Tim Curry who plays the butler, who's not. Nestle in the game itself, but you kind of assume there's a butler. Especially since Murder Mystery Weekends, there's always a butler, and the butler usually did it. That, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, so that makes sense. He's kind of like someone who's at least in part orchestrating what's going on. 
Mrs. Peacock you've got. Uh, you, you got Mrs. White. Didn't know those two specifically. Uh, Miss Scarlet is Leslie Ann Warren, who I've seen in a few things. Uh, I think actually before I'd seen this the first time, I had just seen some of Desperate Housewives, and she's like uh, Terry Hatcher's mother in that. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So obviously a big age difference, given you know this is the yeah, 80s. Yeah. This is the 80s. She's one of those, I couldn't tell you exactly where I know her from, but you know I've seen her around. 85. Interestingly, Professor Plum is Christopher Lloyd. Uh, this is one year after Back to the Future. So it's really weird to see him not with the grey hair at this. Because I always assume he's just always been old because of that hair. You know? Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, but he's actually, you know, middle-aged or whatever. Uh, yeah. And you see him here and he's, he's, he's Professor Plum. Uh, you got Colonel Mustard, who's pr- played by Martin Mull, who I think most people in our generation will remember as the horrible vice principal from Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Pretty much. Yeah, uh, and then you got Mr. Green, who I did not spot the name, but had I not spotted the name, I wouldn't have noticed it was him until he spoke. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Green is played by Michael McKean, who right now is most known for probably Better Call Saul. He is Chuck on that and show. He is doing a phenomenal job and deserves many awards, or at least nominations. He does. He's fantastic on that show. Um, that's the thing. I, I, knew, I knew him before that show, though. I, I'd seen him yeah, on... Yeah, I was familiar with him with a bunch of stuff. I can't remember. What, I remember him popping up in Smallville uh, as Perry, a character. I think he plays Perry on Smallville. He does play Perry in Smallville, but I remember when he popped up in that, I knew him from something else. already familiar. Yeah, yeah, same. But I can't think of now what I knew him from before that. Yeah. But now he's ingrained in my head as Chuck. Yeah, yeah, now he's Chuck forever, because that's yeah. the, it's definitely the most important character he's played. Uh, Absolutely. That I've been into. But now that I've said that, I'm... Uh, yeah, you want to have a, a little sleuth and see if you can figure out what you knew him from. I'm, I'm, I'm clicking on his name here on IMDb to see, <laughs> see, see what he's been in, because I'm, I'm, I'm very curious You're now. Going, ah, it was that. You're never going to find it. You're just going to look over everything and go, I'll no, no clue. find it. And it has to be before the mid-2000s. Yeah, it has to be because he looked kind of. He didn't look different from what I was used to seeing him as, so he must. It could I've have been just, too I'm long. Seeing it. He first showed up in Smallville in '03. There you go. So I'm assuming something soon before that, in some way. <laughs> this is great entertainment. Me just this is, isn't it? It's, it's fantastic down, stuff. Look, looking down a list, man. Something's going to jump out. It could have been anything. It was a bunch of X Files episodes, apparently. I never seen that back then, though. Okay, fair I've never enough. Never seen that back then. I knew him from something. This is really bugging the shit out of me. Bet it's something stupid. I had, it almost I, certainly is. It, it was a voice in Small Soldiers, which I had seen, but it was a voice. So it, You'd it, recognise it now. It wasn't that. It was a voice in Pinky and the Brain. There were several voices in Pinky and the Brain. He did a lot of small parts. It? Yeah, that's the thing. I like that show. Casper, a spirited beginning. I definitely saw that. <laughs> <laughs> I maybe knew him from that. I'm going to keep hunting, but yeah, I... Was in, it was in an episode of Boy Meets World. Eh, I didn't see much of that. I mean, I, okay. I, I, I saw enough. It was in Jack, the uh, Robin Williams movie. And at this point, we're in the mid-90s, so I can't imagine... Can't go much further back. Uh, do you know what the sad thing is? It's probably that directed video Casper sequel. <laughs> it's probably <laughs> oh, that. Uh, I don't oh. remember a whole lot about that movie. I, I remember it had a lower budget than the actual Casper movie, and there was a... Like an abandoned train station focused on the plot, but that's about it. That's, that's, that's all I can remember. Should, should, we, should we talk about Clue? Let's talk about Clue. Uh, so, cast, very good. And then the final one that I did not mention, actually, is the maid, who's the other main character, um, who, again, very familiar. And I was curious where she was from. I definitely recognised her. And she's actually, looking at that age, she is actually Wayne's girlfriend from Wayne's World that he breaks up with at the start. 
and she oh, tries right. to give him a gun rack. For people who have seen that movie, just to get that scene in your head, that's her. Uh, but she's actually also in Die Hard with a Vengeance. But and I can see it now that I know it's her. But she's got like a completely different hairstyle. She's maybe a little bit older. She's like a cop in that. Uh, yeah. But she's in that too. And apparently she's still in stuff. She's been in stuff in the last few years that I've seen. I just never recognised her. And I'm, I think it's just because obviously it's been 20, 30 years that she looks completely yeah, different. Yeah, of course. But, uh, so no. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's us playing the whole game of who, who are all these cast members. Um, yeah. And I think I think we're done with that now, yeah? A lot of faces. There is one, one person I recognise, but I don't want to go hunting for him so, to find out what he's been in. But I did recognise uh, him. Which guy? Uh, a police officer from later on with a beard. Oh, okay. I definitely know him from stuff, but yeah. So, what is the, what is the movie's actual plot? So they all, they all get invited to this mansion uh, with a mysterious letter, uh, and they're all told to have because these aren't the real names; these are all aliases. You, 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 you're, we're going you've to got to have an excuse to have the game names. I mean, you could have just had them have those names. That that, that weird. Colonel Mustard. That one's maybe a bit more weird, but someone somewhere has the last name mustard and they could be a colonel they could it could it just sounds inherently goofier than a lot of the others which yeah. are you know mostly colors and to be fair though the movie has a very farcical tone to it so i don't think i'd have really cared if they just went with it and said no his name's colonel mustard no that's fair you know i think it'd fit the tone but you know for whatever reason they went with the whole idea that no this is just code names uh and they've got a mysterious person who's set this dinner up who who owns this place and they're, they're at dinner, the host isn't appearing, and eventually uh, a stranger called Mr. Body shows up, who was also given a letter. And then there's a really contrived, entangled plot, intentionally so, this is intentionally yeah. over-the-top contrived, uh, where he's involved in why they're all there, and of course Mr. Body turns out to be the dead body. Because <laughs> of course he does. Uh, this isn't that much of a spoiler, I just loved it later on. His body vanishes and they come in the room, and they go... But there's no body. There's no body. There's nobody here. Get it? Get it? <laughs> yeah. uh, so there's a murder and then they all have to kind of untangle why they're here and they end up searching the house thinking there's maybe another, another person here is the murderer. Maybe it's one of them. They're very suspicious of each other which again ties in with the game. One of them is the murderer in the game when you're playing it. Yeah. Uh, it's random of course because you, you put the cards in the middle and you don't know and you, the whole point is to try and make guesses based on things uh, yeah. throughout, the, uh, throughout the course of the game. Uh, so it plays with that it makes a point of referencing a lot of the rooms it makes a point of having the murder weapons it makes a point of having secret passageways uh, everything on top of that is obviously just like stuff divided for the movie uh, all the backstories the conspiracies as to why they're all there um, their connections even their personalities like all that stuff has mm. to be new none of that's in the game but it kind you know it, for the most part works nothing feels like it's betraying the idea of the game all that much uh, outside of the fact that eventually there's more than one victim, like it keeps happening, but I kind of understand why they did that because they wanted to use each weapon, <laughs> yeah, and they wanted to use multi- multiple rooms, so I get why they did that. Uh, and it's, it's just it's fast enough to to work. I, I have a lot of fun with the movie. I think it's it's delightful in what it's trying to be. I agree. I think uh, th- there's a point where I'm like, okay, this this bit is going on too long. Yeah, there's a few times where I go, okay. I get what you're doing, but this bit here is going on too long. It's it's move on to the next thing now. Yeah. Yeah. Also another thing worth mentioning, just in sort of describing it. When it was released in theaters in nineteen eighty five, uh there was three endings. Which if you watch the home video version you get all three. Uh, you, you get like a weird thing where it's, it rewinds and says, Well that's how it could have happened, but here's another thing that could have happened. Uh when it was just in the theaters, you got one of those endings, depending on which theater you went to. I think that's amazing. Yeah, there was three different endings, and it was it was 
I mean, I'm sure it wasn't actually that random, but it felt random to the audience. I'm willing to bet each theater had one cut. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. Like, each theater only had one version, yeah. Yeah. But what I'm so, saying is, like, it wasn't that random in the sense that an entire town probably had the same cut. <laughs> if you know what uh, I mean. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Like, the way they split them up was probably not that erratic. I, I hope it wasn't, though, because I like the idea of, you know, people meeting yeah, their friends and going, that's true. hang on, you, that wasn't the ending. Yeah. Um, depending on how many shows, though, they may have had two reels because typically the way it used to be done back in the old days of the reels is that you'd have like showings spread out enough that once the first reel was done on one showing they'd take that to the other theater and start playing it in the next one and you'd be sharing like one copy of the movie would be like split between three screens um but you know if it was big enough and they wanted like five or six then maybe yeah yeah, yeah, maybe they'd have more than one so they'd have two cuts and just depending uh, which one you ended up with. I like the idea, though, that they could switch the last reel and it wouldn't matter because it would be the same up until the last bit, so they wouldn't have to yeah. keep track of which yeah. one was which. Uh, but yeah, so, interest as well, I have the Blu-ray of this. The Blu-ray gives you two options. You can get the, the home video version, which gives you all three, or you can select one ending at random. Oh, that's nice. And it won't tell you I which one you're going to get. Well, obviously, we say, oh, there's the three endings. My biggest problem with the three endings... Mm-hmm. Is like you say, you know, it comes up going, oh, this is how it could have happened. Maybe it was this. The it, last one does say this is how it actually happened. I think that's just because if you're watching this with all three, you want a definitive thing. Nah, see, that's that's where I hate it. I love. I would have liked just gone, or it could have been this. Just all three gone. Yeah, take your pick. Oh no, I think I think that's how it was intended. It's just for the home video no, version. But, yeah, but I, yeah, no, that's what I mean. I think for the wording of this. It, yeah, it, but literally all you're complaining about is one caption. I am. I'm complaining because it says this is how it actually happens. No, like, I, I agree. This is the definitive ending, and I don't like that. I agree, but I don't think it's that big a deal because really all it is is a caption and how they worded something. It is, but they should have been more because when it, Because when it was released, you got one of the three endings, and if, if you got the first one or the second one, that was that your was ending. That was your ending, yeah. Yeah, and for the record, I like two of them. There's one I don't really like that much. The middle one, I'm not too hot on. Okay. Because it just didn't seem as interesting as the other two. Uh, that, that's fair. But... No, I I love how different the last one is compared to the other ones based on where it goes. Yeah, but uh, but no, so yeah, that that, that was so really so it's a really fun. You can tell that they were just kind of having fun, and it's the sort of thing where I feel like if they did this now, I'd be really cynical on the lead up to it. So, uh, especially since like, I think Hollywood as a whole feels more creatively bankrupt these days than it did then. And it's not that it wasn't. It's not like they weren't doing sequels and remakes and stuff then because they were. It's, it's, it's all it's ever been. But. I think as time has went on, it's become more franchise-focused, and it's more like, everything has to be a Marvel or Star Wars movie, Disney. Yeah, I get it. But uh, Last Jedi wasn't very so good. Someone's not bitter at all, are they? And now they own, they own so many other things I love I now. I know, I know. This is the, this is the thing. Like Star Wars and Marvel... No, this won't be too long a tangent, I promise. But Star Wars and Marvel are things that... I didn't love. I prefer DC to Marvel. I prefer other sci-fi things to Star Wars. So it's it didn't a like, but don't love for you. Yeah, but it didn't hurt me too. I don't know if it was hurt necessarily anyway, but whatever. But with the acquisition of Fox, it's like Alien, Predator, the hit television show Buffy the Vampire Slayer. You say that, but can there be any worse than what Ridley Scott's shitting out? That's fair. That said, uh, the Predator. I have high hopes for Shane Black's doing the next Predator movie. That's true. Is that, that's, that's next year, right? February, March or something like that. It's, it's out early. Oh, shit. I guess we better plan in the, the Predator movies soon then. Oh, we will be. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah, I, I've never seen them. That's a good point. Uh, I'm looking forward to watching those again. I, I think they all have something to offer. 
uh, all three of them. I don't think there's... Well, that's uh, one you can say about Alien. Because we're doing the AVP movies as well, because we saved them for Predator. Yes. So, you know, we have like five movies to fit in before that, so we should probably start doing those soon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll look at the schedule after we record this, actually. <laughs> we'll, we'll pencil those <laughs> in. But, uh, but yeah, so, so, like, I'm... like. I feel like at least the three core Predator movies, though, I, I really like. So I'm ho- I'm hoping they don't interfere with things too much. But anyway, that's just, that's what's going on in the world. And I'm, I'm tangent. That was a that. longer tangent than I think we planned. That could have been way longer. Given how long we talked about that it, Disney oh, Fox yeah. merger, that could have been an hour. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, if by the way, we've got a movie to talk about. If you really want to know our thoughts, go check out the TV news from this week. And then you know, th- three or four weeks ago when the, the news first broke, we get two you know segments on the different aspects well, of it. Well, this really week, if you're watching this early on Patreon... If you're get, waiting until this goes public on YouTube, it'll, it'll still be the last one because we're taking a, week, a couple of weeks off of the news for Christmas, but it'll yeah, be this yeah, week. Yeah, that, that's what I was thinking. It's still the most recent one. Aye, aye, retcon it so you sound okay. Yeah, that's fine. That's cool, yeah. It's uh, my plan. So, so, no, so you get three edits. That's super fun. And what I was getting at, though, is that I feel like I'd be really cynical. Whereas when I'm watching this, and well, it comes from a like, let's make a movie out of a board game, I feel like they just had fun with it. They just said, okay, what can we do with this? And they got a good cast, and... We had hijinks and they did. I really feel that's the the key. But they just went, ah, eh, screw it. It's not going to be a big serious movie. We're not no, going to yeah. make it a big blockbuster. So, you know, we're just, oh, okay, let's get let's get a cool cast and have some some fun and play off each other. And that's mostly what the movie is. Yeah, it's, it's all the actors reacting to each other. That's the and most of it's shot in this one house. So I feel like the shooting schedule for this, I have to imagine, is relatively quite short compared to most movies. Yeah, there's. I mean, it's. I mean, I don't know if it's all sets or if they just hide out a mansion, but. It's not much. There's only like three main rooms. It'll be sets. Rooms. Come on, there's a secret passageways and stuff. It'll be still, I forgot about the secret passageways. You're right. It'll be sets, uh, which makes it an even easier shoot. In terms yeah. of setting up, you have lights over the ceilings and stuff. You, you, it just makes yeah, everything yeah. so much easier. Uh, so it'll be yeah. So it'll be a quick shoot. Uh, you get the cast there for. I'm going to make a guess and say this was like a three week shoot. Yeah, this was probably a really cheap movie to make. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I, I, well it's a good cast I don't know if they were expensive cast necessarily I wouldn't have thought so not, not necessarily yeah so I, I think uh, it's a really simple little movie in that sense uh, the, the backstory to the characters gets really convoluted and don't expect me to regurgitate all of it because it's not happening no there's <coughs> lo- lots of things that lots of people are being blackmailed for yes that's the whole thing they're all there because they're all being blackmailed by this Mr. No- this, but I, I almost said Mr. Nobody Mr. <laughs> Body <laughs> you're slipping already yeah so so that's why they're all there uh and it's, it's it's fun characters reacting to each other and that's that's kind of the movie and that's basically all i can say without spoilers i think before we get into the specifics of i think how, i think it probably is how they use various yeah. things so uh and the, the, i mean you said some things went a little bit too long uh i think that's maybe fair but i actually think the pacing is okay like, I, I think it, it, it generally is i it was once or twice during it, I felt, but definitely the the end segment in the lead up to the three endings. Yeah, okay. there's a segment there where I'm like, yeah, okay, I get what you're doing, but it's just speed up a little bit. Yeah, because I was just a little bit too quickly, uh, too long. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so no, that's that's fair. That's fair. I think actually, what's funny to me is if you do just get the one ending, it does cut out about five minutes from the end. Yeah. Uh. Which because actually on the back of the Blu-ray it says runtime if you have the home video version is ninety six minutes if you're watching just one of the endings it's uh, like eighty nine or something like that you know or not eighty nine yeah. but you know it's, it's it's like a good chunk shorter uh, so I, I think that's interesting that it actually extends the length a little bit because you have three different endings yeah 
I, I rather though I didn't feel it during the endings because they were different. It was the the the, the individual uh, uh, bits that I was feeling the longest. Honestly, the first thing about the endings to me, the most fascinating thing for me is how they shot certain things that are the same in each one differently. Yeah, like you'd have you'd, ha- you'd have like Tim Curry say the same thing essentially, but it'd be in different context. And there was like two or three phrases that happened in all three endings, but in every one they happen for a different reason. Yeah, and they play off the completely different reactions. It's it's nice that that stuff. Uh, there's a line about communism being a smoke screen, which they yeah. they say in each one, but every time it's a different reason why they say it. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, uh, so I, I like that little touch because for me that's fun from a filmmaking point of view because I like the idea of like okay, what justified doing it differently in this take other than just making it different? Yeah, it's almost like they knew that eventually in the home release that they'd all be together, so they they made sure they weren't just the exact same. I, I, at the start. Yeah, I think they might have plan that out yeah. just in case just because like you say you know the, the way someone will ask the same question but the inflection will be different it'll just be a different take and it's like no no just in case this is ever you know put back together yeah or even just the idea that someone may actually see it more more than once in the hope of getting <laughs> different endings yeah which sucks to them if they went to the same theater and it turned out that theater only had the one end <laughs> yeah yeah it would <laughs> they get to the end and this is the same one i think that's it. the point where you go up to the car and ask go look have you got more than one ending? Am I paying you here just to get the same ending? Yeah. And the funny thing is, is I feel like they probably won't even know. But there's the people working at the desk. They may not. Unless enough people ask to get a lot of complaints where the management tells them, like, no, we've only got the one. Just tell them that. Yeah, yeah, they might do. Yeah. Uh, but no, so spoilers. Full spoilers for Clue from here on out. Uh, so yeah, they're, they're all sketchy characters. But we find out that they're all hiding something. Like one, one, There's photos of him having an affair. That's Colonel Mustard. Uh, Christopher Lloyd's like a uh, he's a professor, he's a physicist, but he's doing stuff for the UN. They, they all they all have connections to government in some way. Yeah, I, I think that will be a complaint I have for them. In, never Go on. like this, this is set up like it's a big thing. It's like oh, we all live in DC, we all get a paycheck from the government. It never really does anything with it. I think it's just to imply that's why they can all be blackmailed is because they all have connections to like. Uh, yeah, I get that, but I just because it was such a big part of this this early section of the movie, I'd hope there would be a bit more payoff with it. Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, I, I think maybe the only problem there, and why I'd maybe agree with that complaint, is maybe they spend too much time talking about it. That's why you I feel think like that's it's what coming. it is. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like because like, they spend a good chunk of time discussing it, like it's setting up a mystery that's never really answered. It never does anything with it. In particular, the part where they all realise they're from the same place. When they all say we all live in DC. That, yeah. that, that's the sort of moment that feels like it's setting something up. But it isn't really. I mean, it's just really just setting up what they're about to find out in about five minutes. It doesn't set up something <laughs> yeah, for exactly. later. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Okay, that's fair. Uh, but it's, they've all got their thing. And, you know, some of them are more fun than us. Like Mrs. White, like, she's had five husbands and they've all ended up dead. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah. That's, that's not suspicious. Uh, and all these things. Uh, so, you get some really... You got some running jokes that keep playing in that I really like. There's, so there's this thing where the maid's really attractive and she's got this really skimpy maid outfit on, and every single male character's kind of like noticing. Even in fact, not even just the males. All every character every notices character, the boobs. Yeah, there's, there's multiple times where people will just go and have a look when she walks past. Yeah, including including the ladies, and I, including Mr. Green, who is who claims to be gay. Yeah, because that, that, he because obviously it's set in the fifties, which by the way, I'd forgotten that, and if it hadn't told me at the start, I would have never guessed that it was the fifties. I don't think. I might have done by the cars. The cars are the only thing, like, because yeah. it's in this old mansion the whole time, it could literally be Anytime. whenever. Yeah, yeah. A- anytime well, pre- before. Pre-phone. Yeah, pre-mobile phones. Anytime before that, it could pretty much be. Uh, but 
Well, whatever. So he he's like, oh, I won't let, wait for uh, you know the butler here to like tell me what, what you know what I'm hiding. I'm a homosexual. Like he just stands up and says that, uh, and no one really cares. Everyone just like, eh, yeah. Okay. And he's like, yeah, I, I don't care. It's only so I don't get fired is the re- only reason I hide it. Yeah, but everyone's just like, eh, I don't really care. Um, but it pays pays off at one of my favorite jokes in the movie. So the, so the other men, uh, mustard and uh, plum, plum are attracted to the maid. And it's when they're all breaking up to go and search the house, and she's like, "Oh!" And she's she's putting on this accent, which you find out later is a fake accent, which is good because it's good because it's, it's kind awful, of over the top yeah. thing. Yeah, but she's like, it's, 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 "I think it's might be French." It but is. She's like, "Oh, well, I'm it's t- French maid, isn't it?" That's the, yeah. the, the classic. Oh, sure. Yeah. She's like, I'm mean, I'm too scared. I don't I don't want to go to the attic. Will anyone come with me? And then both both Plum and uh, Mustard jump in and say, "Yeah, well." And then Green just goes, "No, thank you," and just turns around. <laughs> that made me laugh. That that yeah. was a, that was a good joke, um, which is why it's actually it's funny because depending on the ending you get, it turns out to be a fake. It turns it out is, to be a disguise. That's, that's just part of his character. Yeah, but that's only if you get the third ending, which because in the first two endings, Tim Curry, the butler, turns out to work with the FBI, and he's all he's doing this because they want to catch uh, who's behind everything. Who in the first ending it turns out to be Miss Scarlet. Yes. She, she turns out to be the, the the killer. The second ending, it turns out to be uh, Peacock, which I thought was the one that wasn't that interesting because Scarlet, yeah. it, sounded, it sounded like it worked for the most part. Peacock was just kind of whatever. The it's third ending, yeah, the third ending, uh, which is probably the one that makes the most sense with the plot of the movie, to be which honest. Which is why I think they say this is the definitive ending, but it's just a little unsatisfying. I don't think, see when they say that, I don't think they intend it to be the, the, the definitive ending at the time, I think that's why when they did the home video release and they worded it that way, that's why they picked this one to go last. Yeah, I agree. Um, so that's fine. But so, every, so it turns out like everyone killed because there's multiple murders. Like at one point, a cop comes. At one point, like someone who's like broke down the the motorist he's Yeah, does. you've got a a, te- a singing telegram girl who literally just shows up to be killed. <laughs> she shows up, starts singing. Does she even start singing? She says she's going to sing. And then gets yeah. shot like instantly. And basically, like throughout the plot, we find that each one of them is connected to one of the guests uh, and why they are covering up something. And that, that all happens. So in the third ending, they all killed one each, uh, except except Green. And in the third ending, it turns out he's from the FBI. Yeah. And uh, he's not gay. He's just part of an act. Well, because no, the final moment, if, if you get that ending, the final moment is him going, and I'm going home to sleep with my wife. And then it freeze frames on him smiling. Yeah. And it's just this really cheesy, stupid moment. Um, so, no. Uh, I'll, I'll, do, you know, do you know what I'm going to make? Uh, it's not a proper complaint, but I'm just going to like criticise it for this. They kept teasing the chandelier falling on someone and it kept not it happening. It never does. Yeah, it's it's such a false Chekhov's gun. It's a goddamn cock block is what it is. Yeah. yeah. It was annoying. Yeah. I wanted okay. to see someone get smashed. Here's a tangent on Chekhov's gun. Do you know... I've known this for a long time, but there was a time when I first heard that phrase where I, I legitimately thought it came from a Star Trek thing. <laughs> okay. Well, just think, just just think about how red shirts is a thing now. Like, no, you, no, you're right. You refer to a red shirt that comes from Star Trek, and it means you know useless extra character who's just there to like die. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's that be, that's became something of the, the film making lexicon is the red shirt. So I don't think it's that much of a leap when you first hear <laughs> Chekhov's gun that you assume there must have been an episode of Star Trek where Chekhov had a gun. <laughs> No, no, it's fair. So, you know what? Uh, as opposed you know, to... It, it's it's funny, I forgot to mention something to do with the Chekhov's gun in, in the new Star Wars movie. I'll tell you about that after. Oh, okay. Remind me. 
Alright, okay. <laughs> uh, there was no checkoff in Star Wars, I can tell you that. There, there was not, but you, you, we're, we're, we're on the, the... My mind's linked. But anyway, so... Yeah, so that's the third ending. And that's why I'm saying the third one's look so drastic. Because I feel like, along the fact that it's Mrs. Peak, I, I feel like... There's really only two endings, but for the, the middle one, they just took the first one again and just made it Peacock instead. Yeah, it just shifted it around a little, but yeah. it's kind of very similar. But you have the idea that one's in the FBI, it's the butler at first, and then it's Green. And that's why Green in the third ending is the only one who didn't kill anyone. Yeah. Because he's actually the one who's there, and they all get arrested. Uh, whereas in the uh, first two, it's only the killer who gets arrested. I like that, you know, the, the, the butler says, yeah, everyone here has a, a false name. You know, it's all, you know, pseudonyms. And he has, you know, three different identities in the endings. Yeah, he does, yeah. Like, each one, he's a different person entirely. It's like, okay, that's nice. I think when it's at its best, it's I mean, obviously it's very farcical, and I think some of the dialogue that goes along with that, when they're overcomplicating things for the sake of complicating them, there's a lot of things in the movie where, like, mustard and another character, it'll be like, they'll, they'll ask a question which could be answered yes or no, but it, like the the yes could mean either of the options, you know, cause, because it's like uh, it's like what you mean yes is it is or yes is it isn't. It's like no, so no, it isn't. Or it is or it is. You know, like, you know, like it could yeah, mean both. Yeah, it just and, keeps going round and round. And they'll go back and forth for a few minutes, and it'll it, and it'll typically be pretty funny. And I think that's a testament to the acting. Uh, obviously, yeah. Tim Curry's great. Tim Curry, uh, typically, his performance has such energy to it. It does. It steals the show. It's funny, actually. He reminds me of his character from Home Alone 2 a few times. There's one point where they run out of a room and he slips and they all fall. And I'm like, that's just him practicing for Home Alone 2. That is yeah. all that is. Yeah. I see. This is the thing. You know, the, the bit I said that I really noticed going on a bit too long was the ending of, of Tim Curry explaining everything of what had happened and going through the entire movie. Yeah, he says he knows who did it and then he starts explaining it and he recounts the entire thing. Um when that became important is when he starts describing how someone would run from a room when they weren't looking. And I'm like, okay, you're getting to details. But for the first couple of minutes of it, he's literally just describing what we watched at the start of the movie. Yeah, without... yeah. And, and even like between things where, you know, like, okay, this was important. It goes another few minutes sometimes of, okay, until we get to another bit that's important. Yeah. And I do feel like the, this bit, while his performance is fantastic for this, you know, he's running around. He's such yeah. energy for Yeah, it. again, it's very farcical because they're all following him. They're running, following him room to room around the yeah. place. And there is some fun stuff. I like the running gag during this where he keeps using Mr. Green as like a test dummy. He keeps like throwing him at it. Like, this is where the dead body was, not he? he throws Mr. Green on the floor. Yeah. And yeah. all these little things. He keeps doing that. And it's, you know, so there's, there's things sprinkled throughout that actually make it entertaining. But I, I do agree, it actually does drag on probably too long at places. But it's a nice idea. Just, just, trim it down a little bit yeah. and it, it's, it's funny because the other characters are kind of getting annoyed as well they're like come on speed this up you told us you know the answers i like how desensitized they get to murder over the course of the movie because the first one happens they're all terrified right and then <laughs> yeah. they have the motorist comes in and he's locked in a room and then he gets killed and then they all no, you have the, you have the cook before the motorist oh sure yeah you have to cook before. i wasn't really doing them all in order i was just i was because oh, okay. the cook's already there i'm thinking of all the people who come yeah, the, yeah. The, so the motorist comes he gets killed after he's been locked in the room for a while and it's after that where they, 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 there's a split up uh, and they're looking around the place in pairs and we get some funny things here just you know depending on the pair uh, they're all nervous of each other so like for one example Mr. Green and the maid are going up this little narrow staircase side by side because none of them want to walk behind the other one or in front yeah. of the other one so they're, they're like, you know shoulder to shoulder like squeezing up this up this staircase just little things yeah. like that uh, but then there's a another policeman comes who just noticed the broke down car, uh, so he's there. And then, well, there's a moment where the power goes out. There's a scene where the power goes out, and 
the policeman gets killed, the maid gets killed, maid gets killed by the nurse, the policeman gets killed by the lead pipe, because they haven't been used yep. yet, and uh, then the gun gets used to kill the singing telegram, which is what she literally just shows up during the power cut and gets shot within seconds. Yep. And I actually love the moment after the power goes back on, where the whole group just kind of walk from body to body and just look in, and they're just sort of like, there's another one. <laughs> it, it's it's why I think the the third ending is probably the the actual ending in that sense because mm. these happen in very quick succession. You know, someone would really have to be running around to do these all, all at once. No, that, that makes that makes some sense. Uh, but that's the thing; the whole thing's such a cartoon that that you kind of would just let yeah. it go. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I like the first and third endings. I like I like both of them. Yeah. Middle one, not so much. I like the idea of Tim Curry actually being an FBI agent, and he's like, you know behind it all but try to like you know ruse everyone yeah. out uh, and there's one of them where he's just he is just the butler yeah that's when he's guilty yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's the one where he's just yeah. the butler but the other two is an fbi agent yeah um and that's when mr green is the uh the thing do you know, do you know i like i like that there's it, it's funny how there's only two of them that were they're definitively the killer in one of the endings i think it's funny how other than scarlet and peacock the rest of the six are never just the murderer like you could have had literally six endings to this movie if you wanted to. You could have done, yeah. I'm almost surprised they didn't. I'm surprised they didn't, but I kind of respect the fact because we're saying the second one feels just kind of repetitive of the first one. I kind of respect the fact that they said no because they'll all just feel too similar. But yeah, like, I think they did the second one as as a gag because it's like, oh, hey, this is like the first one, but it's someone else. So it's like, oh, you get the joke. It could yeah. have been any of them. And then the the third ending is, oh no, it was all of them. That's like the. Yeah, you know, the, the the all-encompassing one. Yeah, because the thing is, is the the mystery of like how someone's doing it and why they're all there. Like, it can't add up and be that good because ultimately it has to be left open, so it could be any of them. Yeah. So by its nature, they have to play the farcical side of it. So again, if you have any complaints about this, I think is maybe they they tease the mystery a bit too much early on, um, and that's maybe maybe that. Oh, that's that's fair. But it's not a huge deal, but I think that's maybe where you could critique it a little bit. Because ultimately, we have to just have fun with the, the adventure that's happening because it doesn't really matter that much. And they, because they want to have multiple endings, they can't really... Agreed. And it is fun. It's just they do maybe play it up too much as, oh, it's actually important. When yeah, yeah. Maybe they shouldn't have done quite as much as they did. Um, but no, so, so you got that. Uh, so here's the, here's the moment I really... So obviously they've all got their names and they come into the mansion, they had a dinner and then they go into the, the, the study... And we sort of revealed the, the blackmail thing, and then Mr. Nobody's there. Mr. Body. Mr. Body. <laughs> you slipped once, that's it. Now. I know, I know. Uh, so, it's actually, he, he tries to, he tries to run away at one point, and they realise that everything's locked and all the rest of it. But he, uh, he he has presents for them all. He brings like these these black boxes in uh, that are all wrapped, and uh, here's a gift for everyone. Because, uh, and then they all open them, and one by one, sure enough, one's a wrench, one's a lead pipe, See, one's a rope. I, I was convinced that, you know, you know the, the, he's blackmailing them, and he's got evidence yeah. on all of them. And we see it's later, it's in an envelope. I was convinced that this was going to be the evidence for each of them, but they were being given to someone else. Yeah. Do, do you know what I love about this? This was their way of making the, the signature weapons feel like a big moment, even though it shouldn't really be a big moment. Yeah, yeah. Because, do, do you know what really made me laugh, though? Because the, the reason why he's given them uh, these weapons is because... He's like, well, because uh, th- 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 at, at this point in the plot, the thinking is, is that the butler, who used to work for Body as well, is trying to like uncover everything and get him out in the open so they can all fight back and kind of like you know not have to be blackmailed anymore. He wants to like you know take him down, and he's like, 
Well, I've given you all these lethal weapons so that one of you can kill him and this all goes away and we can go back to the way things were. Because if we don't, then all your all your secrets are all going to come out. And he turns off the light and of course the light comes up and it's him that's dead. What was cracking me up during this story is like, you've each got a lethal weapon and it's like rope, you know, tied in a noose and you've got uh, a gun. And a dagger. You've got a dagger. You Even the lead pipe's fine. And then it gets to the candlestick. Now, I'm not saying you can't kill someone with a candlestick, but if you're specifically picking six weapons to give a group of people to kill someone... Honestly, do you know what it is? He went round the house and went, okay, I've got these things. And he goes, oh, shit, I've only got five. Fine, you can have a candlestick, you prick. And then, and then sat down and wrapped them all after yeah. just going around yeah. the house. And yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because that, that, that's the one that sticks out as being, no, this is kind of silly. Like, I mean, you can kill someone with a candlestick, but you wouldn't pick that as an ideal weapon if you were, you know. No. I feel like a hammer would have been maybe a... a yeah, but it's a mansion. You've got candlesticks lying around. Okay, okay. And obviously, I know why it's in the game. It's just this classic thing of like going nuts in a mansion and killing someone with a candlestick. But again, it implies the spur of the moment rather than... It does. It, it, it's, not a, it's not a pre-planned weapon, is it? Yeah. It's just, oh, it's handy. So you grab that and yeah, whack someone Yeah, it's a big heavy thing that's nearby. But no, I, 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 I like the big deal it makes out of it where they, they pull out all these weapons. As silly as it is, as, as over the top as it is, uh, I like it. Do you know what it feels like? It feels like an over the top play. I can I can envision seeing this on a stage and having just the actors running around and being wacky. You're right. This this would translate to stage fantastically. Yeah, yeah. You you just have all the rooms in a row, so they could run from them yeah. in front of the audience, and that'd be it. It'd work superbly. Definitely. Anything? Especially as you know, most of the movie is on the just the ground floor where you got you know kitchen, study, yeah. middle. I mean, hell, arguably. Like that's essentially what a murder mystery weekend is. It's just this is a play, just in an actual building with different rooms. Yeah. So of course it translates. It kind of already has a thing. It, it is, yeah. <laughs> so, but no, uh, I, I, I like that moment. Uh, yeah. Uh, any other sort of scenes or plot beats you want to uh, hit, hit up? No, I don't think so. I just I, yeah, the general tone is just fun. Yeah, it's, it's wacky. There's a there's a lot of uh, there's a there's a gag when one of my favorite laughs actually uh, during the when Tim Curry's recounting everything. There's a butler. Yeah. He's, he's running around like showing them everything that's happened. Uh, he repeats a slap uh, earlier on in the movie. Miss Peacock's freaking out, and uh, I think it's Mister Green who slaps her. It is. And it, yeah. It's really it's a really harsh slap, and he immediately feels bad and goes, "What? I was just trying to snap her out of the thing." And Tim Curry, when he's reenacted everything, he throws her down to the couch and slaps her really hard, and then turns around and does an impression. Oh, I was just trying to camera down. Yeah, he does a few really good impressions actually during this bit. That mm. one stood out as a as a really good, like just the voice yeah, was yeah. really good as an impression. Yeah, no, there was there was a lot of that. There was, there was a lot of um, uh, Mister Green's meant to be really clumsy, so he keeps like spelling things and and whatnot. Yeah, uh, they're they're hitting miss those moments, but yeah, the, the thing I don't know if there's a lot of specific jokes that I'd say. Oh, I really like that one. I really like that one. But it's it's so consistent with just you know giving me lots of things to laugh at that it's pretty. It, yeah. it, it kind of makes up for it. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's like constantly laughed out loud funny. It's more just I'm enjoying the, the wackiness overall. I, I, yeah. I think the moments that I've pointed out, you know, the, the nobody, the slap, uh, a couple of those moments, uh, you know, when Mr. Green says no thank you to the, to the maid. Lots, lots of innuendos. Oh, there's tons of innuendos. Because <laughs> uh, yeah. one of the things is when the first policeman who comes is looking around the house, they prop up the dead bodies and pretend they're like making out with them to, yeah. to, to make it look like they're still alive. Um, and of course Mr. Green's trying to stop him from getting he's like you can't go in there why because it's just all too shocking 
Because that'll make the policeman not suspicious. And they go in and yeah, they've got them propped up um, and stuff. So there's fun things like that. Uh, yeah, a lot, lot of innuendos. And I think that's maybe what works as well. Because they paint them all as kind of like scummy characters. They're all kind of seedy little good yeah. for nothing. Like, I love that when it comes out that Scarlet runs an escort service. Uh, Christopher Lloyd, you know, Plum just immediately like, pulls out his pen, his pen and He's like, can, like can, I, can I get that number? Can I get that number? Oh, yeah, so good. Yeah. It's the sort of thing where if this was a serious movie, I would have a problem with them constantly revealing that they're connected to various people, and that some of them kind of know other ones. I would that would piss me off in a serious mystery it's, movie. It's, it's, yeah, in an actual mystery movie, it's like, oh, this is way too contrived and convenient. But for this movie, it works. It's fine. Yeah, absolutely. Go silly with it. It's, it's great. Um, so it's good fun. It's, it's one of those things where I didn't know this existed until a few years ago, and then I, I you know, I, I went looking for it because I want to see this. I want to see what a movie uh, like this is, especially it's, it's with one Tim of these Curry. That in I'd, it. I'd heard of, especially because of the the multiple endings at the at the mm. the, 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 the theaters. I'd, I'd heard of that, but about it, you know, a long time ago. But I'd never, especially I'd never played the game. I never thought, oh, I should really check that out. Yeah, I was just I was curious what it was, and then I, then I, I think when I heard Tim Curry was like one of the main characters, I was like, oh okay, I'm in. That I'm helps. Into, yeah, I'm into this now. I want to see what this is like. Uh, and sure enough, it's it's, it's 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 good fun. It's it's better than it has any right to be. It does. It's better than it has any right to be. And I think I'd forgotten from my first viewing about the secret passages being a thing. So it genuinely made me smell again when I when they find one. I'm like, oh mm. yeah, that's in the game. That's like a thing because that's how you. Like, it's just a way of moving quickly from like one room that's like on the opposite side of the board. Like, oh, it's a secret yeah. passage, so you can you can take a shortcut to this end of the board. Lost on me. Yeah. So no, that was great. I'm I'm glad the missus was sitting next to you and going, "Hey, that's from the game, you dumb prick." Yeah, you know, honestly, you know when the weapons showed up? Yeah, she's like, "You, you know, these are all the weapons, right?" And I was like, "Oh." <laughs> yeah. So no, I actually, I, and I think the characters they added mostly work as well because obviously in the game it's just a six. Yes. Uh, Butler, perfect addition, made works quite well, especially since she adds a lot of the, the sort of the jokes where all the men are kind of lusting after her, and even even the women are like, "Oh, I can't even just not look at those boobs." Like, yeah, and, and and I like that in one of the endings she turns out to be one of the escorts. Yeah, she turns into one of the escorts, and then in one of the endings she's also one of the killers. So she's she's and she's putting on the accent yeah. as a fake. But that's even before the ending. You find out she's putting on the accent as a fake. It is. Yeah. So so regardless, she's actually serious. She's either working for Mister Body and she's one of his informants, or she's working with the killer. Depending on the ending. Yes, regardless. Yeah. So she, either way, she's she's it's all an act. It is. But yeah. yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so no, uh, is good fun. Um, so yeah, I guess we'll read it. Uh, it's funny actually. Yeah. This was I was expecting like a shorter thirty-minute conversation, but all the the tangents about the game itself, and then my my Star Wars Disney tangent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Extended yeah. a little bit, uh, and me making fun of you and talking about other board games and whatnot. Um, we, yeah, we we dragged this out more than more than it needed to. We, <laughs> I think uh, solid tangents. Well, yeah. Before we rate the movie, what's your favourite board game? It's a, it's a it's a heavy question. <laughs> I, I might just go with Monopoly. Yeah, I, I, I um, think because again, like like you, I don't play the 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 big you know the the proper board games. Yeah, you know, the the ones that you get like, real I, in depth. I want to. I, I, I want to, but I don't. It could, uh, do, do you know what it is with board games? It's like. I know I'm only it's, it's, to compare it to movies. I know I'm only playing the like new Michael Bay movie when I really wanted to get into the the artsy stuff and the the the, the stuff with thought in it. Yeah, 
here's the thing as well. Like, you know, with the, these board games, they're not necessarily cheap. And I'll go, oh, yeah, that's what I'll probably only play it once. And I'm like, I can't really justify you because know, I'll, I'll probably only get enough people together to play it once. The, 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 the big proper ones that we're talking about, when I mentioned the thing about Galactica, yeah, they tend to be really expensive. And I think, I mean, I get why they're expensive. They're worth it. They have a lot of pieces. It uh, is, yeah. I'm not saying that, but I know that I'll only get the people there at all to play it maybe once. I'm like, okay, that's that's, that's, that's cool for a night, but well, it's think, not worth the price. I think that's why the people who do play a lot of these games, they make a point of having a board game night and they, they, you know, they'll rotate through all their games and they'll make it a club almost. No, no, it's a nice yeah. idea. But but the thing is, you know, like with with movies, I go, well, I'm probably only gonna watch this once, but I that's can okay. justify that much. Uh, that's okay, yeah. But yeah, okay. So are we on to ratings now? We we had enough endings. <laughs> that's how this episode could have ended. <laughs> but here's how maybe another way it could have ended. Yes, exactly. Um, wait, wait, wait. What's your favorite board game? We didn't, we didn't do that there. Uh, that's a good question. Um, let me think. What are all the main ones that I've actually put serious time into? I do enjoy a good game of Scrabble. Okay. Scrabble's out of 10. I think I like Cluedo more if I get a good group of people playing it. Yeah. I've had some that good makes fun. Sense. I, actually... I, I feel that about any board game, though, because, like, like I said, with true. Monopoly, it's like, it's, it's, you know, the game itself is basic, it's fine, but it's, it's all about, you know, like, having, the, you know, like attacking the people who you're actually, with. Actually, uh, here's one that's up high. Uh, atmosphere slash n- uh, nightmare, depending on. It's one of these other ones that has multiple names. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a video slash DVD game, uh, and what I like, first of all, I like it. What I like about it is that no matter what, it always lasts exactly one hour, so you can actually plan it for it and time That's it. That's nice. That is nice uh, because it goes along with the, the, the and the DVD version is better because it was. I played it first when it was the VHS version, and that worked really well. But the DVD version is even better because it's got branching, so it actually gives you different things depending. Yeah, like every chapter time. select essentially. As yeah. Well. Um, but the way that works is you've got like kind of like a gatekeeper character, this creepy old guy. Was he purple? He's, yeah, he's kind of purple. He's I've purple played tent. this. I, I had this the, DVD game. There were there's sequels though. There's like six of them. Like, I think the second one was a mummy. I never played any of the sequels. And then like, there's one. No, was, no, one, I haven't one, played one where this, this gate, the gatekeeper is familiar. One's a witch. But they basically you'd, you'd write uh, on cards that go in the middle of the board uh, a fear, and the the the, the 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 point of the game was to get your own fear. Yeah, I, I did play this. Um, but one of my favourite parts of it, though, is that depending on some dice rolls at the start, uh, someone would be like the chosen one, and that would be someone that the, the gatekeeper picks on throughout the entire game. And it's like you just get a harder rap. But like right away, someone had a disadvantage, like almost the entire way. Yeah. Uh, but the thing was, though, is you're actually working together because you're, you're trying to get like five keys to unlock the thing in the middle to win the mm. game. So you can't, So even though you're playing e- each other, you actually, are as a team, want to win. Do you know what? I don't think I played this since I was like eight. But you remember it, and and uh, it was gone from my memory. That didn't exist anymore until yeah. you've mentioned it, and I'm like, ah, oh, yeah. Nostalgia. And I remember having fun with it. I, I, I do. I actually own the DVD version that because I remember telling people about this game years ago. Honestly, I, it's probably still in a cupboard somewhere in my mum's house. Yeah, and I, I got a, I got it as a Christmas present one year because I'd, I'd mentioned that I liked it, and then someone tracked down the new DVD version of it. That's why I've played both. Yeah. So. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, we'll have to do. We'll have to do an atmosphere. Uh, <laughs> what, what one night? Well, well, yeah, we'll, we'll do a stream. We're we'll going Twitch. Yeah, we're going to play atmosphere. Why not? Yeah, yeah. We'll picture and picture. You can have the crypt keeper guy. We'll, we'll, we'll get. We'll get Matt. Matt will play. Uh, we'll, we'll invite James along. We, I think if I think if we did a board game oh, thing God, without yeah. James, we, he'd he'd be too insulted. He'd be upset with us. Yeah. He, he might. Yeah. 
Alright, so that didn't happen either. Here's how the episode actually ends. Connor, what would you rate Clue for a 10? <laughs> I give it a solid 7. It's a lot of fun, but I can't... You know, it, it's it's really fun, well worth watching. But yeah, 7. No, I, I agree. I think it's a solid good 7. Um, I can't go quite up at 10. It's the great territory. Just because I feel like it works in spite of the writing not being that smart. I think I think it's the some of the writing's okay, but it's the it's the actors who are really making it work. It is the act the chemistry between them that elevates yeah. it. Yeah, in the set. Now I like the whole rainy mansion, stormy night kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, I, I like the set. Nice. But uh, yeah, um, but as, as I think it's well worth watching. If, if you if any of this sounded fun or entertaining, I think you'll probably dig it. Um, but you know, yeah. So there you go. Clue, clue. Sol- solid, solid, good uh, time. I wouldn't quite say it's a family movie because there's a lot of innuendo, but certainly something from... No, uh, no, I, I think it does play as a family movie. All of these sort of older family yeah, movies okay. to me have innuendo because they go over the kids' heads, so they don't care. Yeah, I, I was going to say if the kid's over 10, I think it's a solid family movie. Yeah, that's the thing. If it's younger, yeah. they don't get the innuendo, so Okay, that's matter. fair. That's fair. I don't think about this too much because... I don't have to worry about my kids thinking movies. <laughs> this this is the case of having like, younger brothers, you know, yeah. who were who were significantly younger. So it's like oh, well, that was always in in the mindset of my parents for a while. Okay, okay. Um, me, I was just watching Die Hard at a young age. I don't care. <laughs> I could watch things on my own, but it was like, well, when when, the, when there was a younger brother, you know, like, like they were like, okay, well, you you watch what he watches. Yeah, but what age were we talking here? Because I I was watching like like at least PG thirteen, if if not some R rated stuff. From like an early age, like I- yeah, yeah, yeah. That doesn't say, but like it'll be things like I'll have been like you know, like when I was twelve and and I was going, oh here, go play GTA, and and that, like, but your younger brother can't. I don't know if well, that makes your mother a good mother or a bad mother. I'm really not sure. <laughs> well, I mean, there, there was limits. It's like oh, you can, but not that, not that one. Okay, okay. Because uh, I'm, I'm just like. Because I'm pretty sure Die Hard was like one of my regular Christmas movies from the age of like six or seven. Yeah, I'd get away with movies like that at that age yeah. for sure. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't just any R-rated movie. I I couldn't watch I Spit in Your Grave at that age. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it was it was dependent on on yeah. what it was. I do remember. I, I do remember though, just because I mentioned I Spit in Your Grave, but when I got to the age and I started collecting DVDs in my teens, yeah, and I'd be ordering a lot from like Amazon and whatever else, and that uh, arrived and came through the door. That arrived and. Well, that's the thing. At that age, I was uh, no one cared. Like you know, but by the time I had like fourteen, you can watch whatever you want. <laughs> Doesn't yeah. matter. But when that arrived, she, she recognised that movie. My mother and she went, "Oh, yeah." Uh, well, my grandparents, her parents, they they passed they passed away when I was like you know four or five or whatever. So I've I've never really you know I don't really remember them or ever met them. Mm. But apparently, they were into horror movies. Apparently, they skipped a generation. My love of uh, horror movies, and she knew what it was, and she even recounted one of the scenes from memory i'm like this is weird that you know about this what's, what's, what's that and she's like you, you're gonna watch that people get the, the dicks cut off in that i'm like yeah let me be one more tangent that's at least three good tangents three endings three tangents that's it that's nailed worked. it all right that, that is clue uh let us know what you think a clue in the comments below uh like subscribe all that stuff um, get us on the Twitters at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates. Uh, oh, we should promote what's coming next episode. Yeah, actually. it's a little bit different. This is your last scheduled movie of the year. It is, yeah. This is the last regular movie episode of the year. Uh, there is an episode coming next week, but uh, it's not a movie. 
Uh, we're going to start a new thing that we're going to do every so often in Flux. Uh, if you are a fan of Screams After Midnight, the horror movie show, which is just like this, but it's me and Tim talking about horror movies, uh, over October for Halloween month, we did our top 100 horror films. We, we each made a list, we alternated between us. It was four parts, there was 25 movies per part. Uh, well, technically 50, but 25 each per part. Uh, and we're going to do something similar uh, every so often for Influx. So, f- to celebrate the end of the year, and because of this, it's not going to be up early on Patreon, it's just going to go up for everyone uh, as soon as it's ready. Which does mean, for people who are not on Patreon, you're going to get two things next week, and then you you have a week without something, whilst the next thing's early on Patreon, so just yeah. keep that in mind. But, uh, but it'll go straight up to celebrate the end of the year, and it's uh, we're going to do the, our top 50 movies of the 2000s, and that's the decade, so that's 2000 to 2009. That decade, we're going to do our top 50 movies, we're just going to make a list, and we're going to alternate through, it'll be it's two parts. Gonna be, it's going to be a fight. Yeah, it's going to be two parts, you, you get uh, numbers 50 through 26, for the, for the first part and then the top 25 in the second part just kind of like how we did the Screams one 25 movies per thing and uh, we're going to do that then and we're going to make that basically a quarterly thing uh, more or less uh, we're cheating a little bit because we want to do one at the end of January as well but then after that it'll be maybe the end of April and then the end of uh, July or whatever it works out yeah. as uh, but we're going to do like top 50s and that kind of thing every so often people enjoyed that when we did the Screams uh, people seem to like we like doing it as well, me and Tim, and people seem to really respond to it and like get into. And and as many of you will know, Peter just loves lists in general. I do like a bit of listing. Yeah, it's it's like his go-to hobby. He doesn't uh, play board games; he makes lists. I like to make a list of movies or maybe comics or video games, and then characters, and then count them down and then reveal what the the top. Yeah, it's it's like his are. his it's his thing. He's got a shtick. Uh, yeah, it's, it's my shtick apparently. Uh, I, I, if you ever wonder why my Twitter name is that Listmaster, that's why. Because <laughs> yeah. people, people, once I started talking to people online and, and revealed my 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 listing uh, <laughs> love of lists, I, I feel strong. But yes, my my. <laughs> no, no, you have a love of lists. Uh, so, yeah, so I, I bet you have a list of your favorite lists. I do not. I do not. Listception's not happened yet. Yet. <laughs> One day. Hey, once we've been doing this for a few years and we have a lot of lists that we've done, maybe we'll go back and do okay. Here's a top top fifty lists that we've done on the show. Well, fifty lists, Jesus, that's a lot of lists. Uh, but yeah, so that's gonna be a thing we're gonna do uh, every every once in a while. So actually, I'll, I'll just reveal what the end of January one is as well because we decided that uh, end of January is gonna be top fifty sci-fi movies. Uh, which uh, it's picked for reasons because we're, we're doing a thing in, in, in a Facebook group where we. Uh, we're, we're, we're all watching sci-fi movies for the month and part of what we're going to do for that is we're, at the end of the month we're going to make up lists anyway so we thought we'll do an episode on it and we'll actually bit of, a, bit of a competition go go look up Mild Fuzz on Facebook join the group join in yeah yeah not the Facebook page the Facebook group there's a difference yeah, Just... it's, a, it's a closed group right it is closed yeah but you'll, yeah, you'll, so... you'll see that I'm the, uh, the, the administrator so you can do, it's obvious that it's just request to join come in yeah have a, have a chat have, have a bit of a join in the competition when it comes to you know in a, in, a, in a week or two, depending on when yeah. you're listening to this. Yeah. Uh, so that's, uh, that's that's the thing. So then next week, uh, we'll have the first part uh, of... Because it'll be the next two episodes, actually, that I'm thinking about. But they won't be over two weeks. It will, they won't. And, be... and we're saying next week, if you're listening to this on YouTube, it will be this week. Yes, that's true. <laughs> yes, it's next um, week for patrons. In fact, now that I'm remembering there's two parts, I think patrons will still get it a little bit early. What I'll do is they'll get it maybe three days early. So, so Patreon will get part to when part one goes up on the YouTubes. Just so patrons still get a little 
Yeah. Little little bonus for being patrons. That's what I'll do. That's a bit more fair. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. They get they get the whole list at once. <laughs> yes. Uh, there you go. That's a good idea. Yeah. Patreon just gets both parts together, and then YouTube will get part two the following week. So that part two. So something's still going up for YouTube. Yeah, that that makes complete sense. We've, we've nailed it. Um, you know, spare of the moment. We got it. We, we should. That, have... that was our candlestick. And that that way, people on YouTube don't have to have a week without anything. They still get something the following week. Yeah, that completely makes sense. We should have had this conversation off off, we, off an episode. We really should have done. But, this is getting a bit wacky. <laughs> but we've, we've sussed it. So, if this is public YouTube, part one's going up just after this, the same day. If this is Patreon. Next week, you're getting part one and part two together. If this is public, though, part one's up the same day, you get part two next week. Simple. Easy. Enjoy. That's almost as convoluted as the backstory in, in the movie Clue, which we just talked about. So, thanks for watching, guys. Uh, yeah, Patreon links down below and in the corner and stuff. I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't go through yeah, the whole we, we got on long enough. That's us, guys. Thanks very much for watching. We'll see you next time.